Welcome back to How It's Played. My name is Eli Sokolin, and joining me along today is... Tanner Kenny. And Shwetas Nidrajan. Awesome. So we got some recent breaking news regarding Blizzard. According to a Vox article by Zach Buchamp, Blizzard recently banned one of its Hearthstone players, uh, nicknamed Blitzchung, for an interview after a match in the Grandmasters tournament. Uh, this suspension is because he said, quote, Liberate Hong Kong, revolution for our age, during a post-match interview. So this quote is basically referring to the recent Hong Kong protests. Maybe not so recent, but they're gaining traction in news. Um, so can you guys sort of describe to me like the recent Hong Kong protests or maybe give a little bit of background? Okay. So the Hong Kong protests basically started in June um, when there was a bill that was introduced that would allow the extradition of uh, criminals in Hong Kong to to mainland China. So um, a lot of people, critics of the bill, feared that um, this bill could kind of undermine uh, Hong Kong's uh, judicial independence and kind of endanger a lot of dissidents that China felt that was threatening their government and stuff. So the protest started from that bill. Like people were like, "No, we don't want this bill to be passed and stuff," because basically, um, Hong Kong is like an independent. I, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. the thing about Hong Kong is that what's interesting about their history is that for the longest time they were a British colony, smack dab in the middle of China. So it was they essentially developed as more of a Western power, even though they are in Asia, although they had Asian influence because, you know, they speak Mandarin or Cantonese. I don't actually know. I'm sorry. Uh, they, they speak the Chinese language. Yeah. They have Chinese culture, but they have Western values because of the years they were under British rule. Uh, so it, Hong Kong's in a very interesting situation where they have ideals of democracy within the people, but they're surrounded by the authoritarian regime of the People's Republic of China. Yeah. At least that's how I understand it. Right. Yeah. And going back to this Vox article, they actually did a um, video d detailing the sort of history regarding Hong Kong. And they said it wasn't until 1997 that Hong Kong would sort of be on its own for a while until, like, what was it, 2040? nine or something like yeah. that yeah yeah so basically by then they should be under china's rule but china is sort of not waiting around for this at all right um what are your guys' thoughts about china not just sort of holding up their end of the bargain until that time i mean you've kind of seen how china is like this very i don't know how else to word it like grabby <laughs> kind of <laughs> like controlling controlling because they've i mean if you look at it they've taken over tibet Mm -hmm. In the 1970s, I do believe. And then they've been trying to uh, enroach on Taiwan's rights and everything, claiming that Taiwan is uh, part of China, so on and so forth. They support North Korea. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then they've also been kind of watching an eye on Kashmir and like the whole Kashmir uh, conflict, because I think part of Kashmir belongs to China, I do believe. So they're very... They're very widespread. Widespread, yeah. Um, and sort of going back to this in a interview, um, the quote saying, liberate Hong Kong, revolution for our age. What do you guys feel like that quote exactly embodies with these recent Hong Kong protests? Well, really it's just him showing his support because he, he is a player from Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. He's just showing his support for the people 
in Hong Kong because he wants to support their protests. These people are fighting against the Chinese government, essentially. And there have been some horror stories about what's been happening to some of these protesters. And I'm I'm not necessarily sure if it's at Tiananmen Square levels. Uh, just for the fact that we mentioned that, this episode is now banned in China, uh, <laughs> as if it wasn't already, right? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, the protesters are being brutalized, mm-hmm. among other things. Right. And when you by showing your by showing his support for Hong Kong in this interview, he essentially, you know, went against the Chinese government, which is, you know, it's a powerful statement. That's they like uh, from what I understand, the casters, they had told him they they told him he could say his eight words and then they left the room and then he said his eight words and then the casters also lost their jobs, which we're going to get into, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty surprising. Um, What are your thoughts about um, his phrase overall? I mean, I agree with Tanner. Like he is from Hong Kong. He uh feels I, I i guess he feels like he needs to support his country and like what it's going through um and if you if you seen the news a lot of the hong kong protesters are getting brutalized by uh the police like protesters have been, like they've been fired at like tear gas rubber bullets i think mm-hmm. one protester got um shot in the eye with a yeah. rubber bullet and they got visually impaired yeah through that and like there's been like beatings against pro-democracy activists and so on and so forth. So there's whether or not you don't you don't have an alignment towards either China or Hong Kong, um, you need to not need to, but like you should see that there's a human rights violation happening in Hong Kong right now, mm-hmm. regardless of your stance. So why do you feel like the the current China or Hong Kong police are going through such um, acts of um, violence against the people? I think, A, their duty as police, which is to bring peace and order to the area for the safety of other people. But also, I feel like the police are kind of being pressured by mainland China uh, to be like, okay, you got to like hush this, hush this, hush this. So I think that's why it's getting increasingly brutal because A, the protesters aren't backing down for good reason, obviously. And the police are being influenced by the Chinese government to be like, hey, you got to shut this down now. So it's kind of tensions are increasing between the two. And I think it's not just the Chinese government, but also the Hong Kong government as well right. is in league with China because uh, I, I and I remember reading that the owner of Hong Kong Attitude, which is a team currently in the World Championships for League of Legends, uh, the owner of that team is in support of the Hong Kong government, who is in support of the Chinese government. And there is a big deal about that because people in the in the league scene were like, we support Hong Kong Attitude because, you know, that's cool, right? And then people are like, but this the team doesn't support Hong Kong, have you? Just because they're named after it. The players might, but yeah. they are certainly not going to publicly say it. Yeah. And I mean, this brings up the issue of like large businesses and large corporations bowing down to China. Definitely. Like you've seen Apple, you've seen, uh, I think, Gucci. 
and I a lot so. of Gucci and um oh my god the NBA the NBA <laughs> um a lot of like a lot of big name companies bowing down to China just because they don't want to piss off like the hun- the million how many ever yeah. customers that China has yeah. Yeah. well it's not necessarily the Chinese customers who'd get upset it's that their games would get banned uh, yeah. in terms of the games industry the product gets banned for example in the Chinese version of Kingdom Hearts 3, Winnie the Pooh was a cloud. He was a white <laughs> cloud that just talked to you. He was not there. Winnie the Pooh does not exist in the Chinese version of Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, any any reason why? Oh, because Square Enix and Disney want money. They want that Chinese money. So I'm sorry, Winnie the Pooh. You're gone. <laughs> and the reason why Winnie the Pooh is gone is because Xi Jinping... Uh, he got bullied by some Chinese students who said he looked like Winnie the Pooh, and he got really upset, so he banned Winnie the Pooh, because <laughs> that is the state of modern politics. I think Winnie the Pooh's really cute. I don't know why. I, Winnie the Pooh has always been my favorite Disney property. Right. It's always been why, my favorite Disney property. If someone compared me to Winnie the Pooh, I would be flattered. I don't know what's up with <laughs> Xi Jinping. <laughs> Honestly, it was probably not a flattering comparison, but, but I mean, at the same time, come on. Come on, really? How, at the very least, you know, it'd be like in America if Cheetos got banned. Wasn't the entirety of the Cheeto brand just disappeared one day and no one's allowed to talk about Cheetos because Trump looks like a Cheeto. Yes. <laughs> so, so sort of going back into this idea of corporations and bowing down to China, um, Hong Kong politics is a little bit weird, weirder than your typical um, kind of nation or like, you know, city state or anywhere really else in the world. Because basically what happens is that their president gets elected by a sort of short, small little board of members mm-hmm. and it gets approved by the people. Their president's fine, I think. But it's their like basically their legislative government. Um, 40% of it is voted on by the people. Um, and the rest is voted on, you guessed it, corporations. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> so generally speaking, um, from the past, according to the Vox article, um, most of legislator back th- or legislation is actually sort of split in between pro-China and pro-Hong Kong groups. Uh, granted, there's more sort of variety, but generally that's how they all get mixed up. Um, and for years, people have voted for pro Hong Kong, but that's only 40% of the legislation branch, while the 60% is mostly companies. And like you said, um, most of the companies um, are bowing down to China. So the overarching history of the Hong Kong protests, this has been going on for several years now, um, mm-hmm. ever since like umbrella riots, um, in ever since like uh, a couple someone like committed murder um, in Hong Kong and extradition or extradition <laughs> was um, introduced as a complicated matter because he w- they originally were from China. Um, so why do you feel like it's being brought up again? Uh, and especially with like recent news and like all the uh, pro players speaking out against China and in favor of Hong Kong. Well, it, I would say that it's, not it's all like you said it's all it's been going on this is an ongoing thing it's only coming back up in the west and western news because of these huge brands either making a statement for china or against china 
uh, for example, South Park, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, they released a very, very, uh, one of the best South Park episodes in a long, long time about China and all the, you know, all the weird things that China does, all the things that are banned, all the suppression of freedom that China does. And that whole show, which is like, I don't know, 15 seasons at this point, the entire history history of South Park got banned in China because That's of one episode. Uh, you know, this, you know, it's a long, long ongoing series. And, you know, South Park has talked about a lot of different issues like around the world. And it's only China that has banned them. Uh, so, yeah, these it's just sort of entering the popular sphere again, which maybe there's, you know, something to be said about why it was gone for so long. Why haven't we heard about these protests in the mainstream media? Who's covering it up? Who has the money? Is there something they're not telling us? I think, like like you said, the Hong Kong protests have been going on for a really long time. And I think one of the reasons why it's like back in to the mainstream media is because of um, a lot of activists, especially a lot of young pro-democracy activists, have been kind of promoting it a lot on social media and uh, social, like Twitter and stuff. Yeah. So it's been trending and stuff. And obviously, stuff that's trending gets slowly picked up by the mainstream media and that's kind of become like put in the spotlight as well so i mean yes like corporate like you get corporations who are like bowing down to china which kind of spur up like more news you know yeah. but i think it's like mainly because of these young pro democracy democracy activists that are like internet go internet utilizing yeah. the power of the internet and globalization so yeah. Yeah, but uh, and at the same time, the internet is a very different place in China. When yeah. you if you use like a uh, VPN to teleport yourself to China, <laughs> you'll notice that there are a lot of websites that mysteriously aren't there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's really interesting because there's um, three uh, Chinese international students in my news class, um, and they uh, we were talking about like using Facebook um, for like journalism and for putting out the news mm -hmm. and my teacher was like hey have you heard about facebook like do you know what facebook is do you know how to utilize it and the chinese girls were like oh no we don't know like what is facebook and they were like wow. what is very, facebook what is twitter yeah they were like very lost about it and they're like no we use like weibo which is like their yeah. chinese instagram yeah. facebook all rolled in and it was super surprising because i'm like if i came to the u.s from china after not knowing about like facebook or anything i would look up like facebook and be like ooh, because now i'm in like usa VPN. yes yes but of course you don't want to lose those social credits now do you don't want to lose those social credit points don't want to look bad to the chinese government it's interesting because they don't even know about it mm -hmm. and like the whole world except china and north korea <laughs> don't <laughs> use uh facebook it's just i don't know it was like really mind-blowing to me the amount of censorship how much do you feel like that censorship sort of goes into um, other media formats? Um, yes, we talked about um, like social media, and we also talked about South Park. But how much do you feel like it goes into like video games itself? Yeah, video games specifically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Well, I mean, I've, I I touched on what happened with Kingdom Hearts three and yeah. Goodbye Winnie the Pooh, but there's a there are a lot of inst. I don't. I, it's less. I know less about games that have had some interesting changes for china i know that there are a lot of examples for movies right uh for example the mandarin character in iron man 3 uh 
was a result of some some Chinese shenanigans. Uh, in the Chinese posters for uh, The Force Awakens, you know, Finn, who's mm. one of the main characters, is mysteriously, like, in a tiny corner of the screen of, of the poster because, you know... I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why they don't want to see Finn in China. Uh, but yeah, that's just movies. I, I honestly can't think of any like game examples of censorship other than like because of certain Chinese laws, like pieces of art that are dif- are different between America and China. Like uh, skeletons and zombies are like a big do not show paranormal stuff in China. So they get changed to some kind of different thing. But Tanner, oh. you forgot Hong Kong ninety seven. How could you? So neither of you know about Hong Kong ninety seven. No. no. Uh no, Hong Kong ninety seven is sort of just like it's referred to uh in the Japanese as Kusoge, uh which is a slur well, not a slur, but it's a it's a swear word. I can't say. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> it's bad game, essentially, is what is what Kusoge is. Uh, so, Hong Kong '97 was a game created by a single Japanese developer uh, with the help of Enix. Uh, his name. Hold up. Let me pull it up. The developer's name is, of course, uh, Kowloon. Uh, he developed it on his own. Uh, he and he had no real like political goal with it. His goal was to make the worst game possible, <laughs> uh, and boy did he achieve it. Many can many people consider it the worst game possible. Uh, and he sent out like copies to people like really bootlegged Super Famicom, uh, car- Super Famicom games like cartridges that are just bad. Uh, and it became really big on like the bootleg market, like especially it circulated a lot in Russia and China. Interestingly enough, uh, but what's unique when looking back, I thought of it the other day. I was like, wait a minute. The plot of Hong Kong 97 is about Hong Kong getting transferring sovereignty in 1997. And it essentially what happens is China invade the mainland China invades Hong Kong. So they get Bruce Lee's brother, Chin, to come in and murder 1.2 billion people. Uh, of the what? ugly reds is <laughs> the ugly red communists, which you know it's only slightly relevant, but it's kind of weird and interesting to look at. I wonder if you can still get a copy of Hong Kong '97 in China right now. I'm pretty. I'm a hundred percent sure you can't. <laughs> I mean, it's super bootlegged. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's I'm... notoriously popular in Taiwan and Japan. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, as a as a bad game, and it has a pretty decent following in the West as well. Uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd made an episode about it uh, mm-hmm. in 2015, I believe, uh, a while back. Gotcha. And that's it's just such a weird, like, like you said, like it was made in 1995. 1995. Yep. And it, you gotta think about that. It's been 20 years of Hong Kong, like dealing with this issue of being on its own and having China just sort of loom over it. And, I mean, China's definitely been, like, restrictive on a lot of things. Looking at um, a Globe article um, that I just pulled up now, um, China actually had uh, home gaming consoles banned until um, 
from June 2000 until 2013, which is <laughs> it's a long time. Though. That's like skipping the Wii era. It's yeah. like and that like, and that's another reason why bootlegging was so popular in China. There are so many bootleg consoles, and some of them are beautiful. Some of these plug and plays are just beautiful. <laughs> They're wonderful and awful and barely functional. But boy, you can get them off of Alibaba. Goodness. But like, um, sorry, continuing, like, there's also games that, like, basically any game that might be, like, M rated is basically just banned in China. Like, games that pick, depict drugs, sexual themes, blood, organized crime. Literally, they're just like, oh, any kind of questionable thing, banned. Um, <laughs> but, um, going back to the, um, the Hong Kong protests, why do you feel like people in the video game industry have been sort of speaking up against it? Like, I know you guys were talking about the internet and sort of the younger generation, but do you feel like it's especially strong within the video game industry? That's a tough call because we've only recently been hearing people come out either for, well, nobody's coming out for, uh, that's sort of just things that we, it's like an unspoken thing. Uh, but people have definitely been coming out against, specifically Tim Sweeney uh, of Epic, the CEO of Epic Games, who owns a majority share. He owns, owns over like 50% of the company. Now, for the record, Tencent, major Chinese publisher, owns 40% of Epic. But Tim Sweeney said on Twitter, uh, I believe earlier today, he or maybe it was yesterday, he said something along the lines of, I will never censor Fortnite players or their beliefs. Or any of the things they want to say. As long as I am CEO of Epic, this will not be happening. Hmm. Do you feel, Shweta, do you feel like it's especially strong within the video game industry that people have been, like, speaking out? Um, because, like, yes, there's been conflicts within NBA mm -hmm. um, as well, but it's sort of been originating back into this Blizzard kind of conflict. Right. Um, I don't know. Like, like Tanner said, uh, we've only been recently hearing about people speaking out and stuff like the whole uh riot games well uh or it was it was epic games epic games. Ep uh, yeah. epic games riot has a whole different thing that i think <laughs> is more relevant to go into later uh, but i yeah. mean like what i mean is uh uh workers speaking out against like in opposition to what the company says as a whole that's i don't know i not really educated on video game lore. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, on, like I, honestly, I really haven't, and I've been looking into it. I just haven't seen very much. Like there is a a rival card game, Gods Unchained, who uh, they us uh, gave uh, Blitzchung the money that he would have won. Oh wow! Uh, just and invited him to their first major tournament, uh, which I mean is a PR move. But it's yeah. a very smart PR move and making use of Blizzard being big, dumb idiots, <laughs> to say the least. Dang. Corporate boot, uh, government bootlickers, to say the worst. Gotcha. Yeah. So sort of continuing on, um, according to a Kotaku article by uh, Joshua Rivera, the rules of Blizzard's Hearthstone rulebook state that no player will do anything that, quote, brings him or her into public disrepute or distribute scandal or ridicule or shocks or offends the community um while this rule has been used for uh sexual misconduct or derogatory statements this is the first time that, that this rule has been used for a government related issue um do you guys feel like 
Blizzard is properly using this rule? Do you feel like no. they're... Oh, Shweta, Shweta, would you like Shweta. to defend that statement really fast? Would you like to talk about Blizzard <laughs> being dumb idiots? I mean, yeah. Um, that's, okay, like, I think Blizzard is just covering, using that rule to kind of cover their own behinds, for <laughs> wow, a lack of a better word. Um, but I just, like, that rule does, in my eyes, does not really apply to this whole controversy because i mean just look at the wording like brings him into public dispute well okay it brought him but like how it doesn't really incriminate blizzard per se yeah like or shocks or offends the community i think that the second part there is the more yeah the more telling part of it shocks or offends the community which but what community blizzard what community is offended is it the people giving you money in china is it tencent it's a chinese community (laughs) is is the is the ten is tencent the community you're you're catering to blizzard is that what matters to you freedom morals basic human rights no are all of those are gone (laughs) It's money. It, I mean, it could be just offending the Blizzard CEO because <laughs> oh. I mean, just directly. <laughs> He's a bootlicker. Oh, BlizzCon's gonna be wild. Let me tell you, I'm so excited. But um, I mean, it definitely is pushing the rule by a vast margin. Yeah. Um, Especially that latter half. Yeah, like I think it's probably not the first part. It's just the offensive part, which I don't think it's offensive but you know what, yeah. whatever <laughs> but um why do you feel like blizzard is enforcing the rule like you talked about blizzard um being a boot licker <laughs> they are those tasty boots mm. boot leather flavored pop tarts <laughs> delicious oh my god no <laughs> i can't get that image out of my head now but because they like the taste of communism Which i don't know what that would taste like but uh yeah, uh, we won't get into that. Yeah, but um, why do you guys feel like <laughs> Blizzard is enforcing this rule now? Because according to the Vox article, China only accounts for 12% of Blizzard's revenue. So it's honestly not that much. Like, if you look at the rest of their revenue, like, they wouldn't be losing too much if they, you know, stood up against China. But money is money. Yeah, money. And uh, also player base is significant, especially for World of Warcraft. The game is way bigger in China than it is in the States. I believe the Asian market accounts for like two-thirds right. of the total player base of WoW. And I don't know how much of that is China, but I imagine it's a pretty sizable amount of people considering how massive China is. Uh, and I, I also wanted to bring up, and I should have brought this up when we were talking about this before, but there was a major difference in how... Uh, the Chinese uh, Weibo statement uh, that they made, that Blizzard made, and the English statement that they made. Because in the English, they cited the rule, and they were very much like, it's not, it was out of our hands, guys. We're sorry. Yeah. Uh, in the Chinese. In the Chinese here. Uh, Blizzard's Chinese Weibo uh, wrote, We are very angered and disappointed at what happened at the event. And do not condone it in any way. 
We also highly object to the spread. We also highly object the spreading of personal political beliefs in this manner. Effective immediately, we've banned the contestant from events and terminated work with the broadcasters. We will always respect and defend the pride of our country. Oof. I, I didn't. I didn't hear about that quote yes. at all. Yes, uh, this just was now. Uh, Slasher uh, Rod Breslau, uh, an esports an esports reporter. Uh, he did research into it, uh, and he found the Chinese Weibo statement that was trans. Now, this is a translation. Maybe it's a little more, <laughs> a little less awful in the original Mandarin, right? But wow, Shui. our country. Shweta, what are your thoughts on that quote? Dang. First of all, okay, do better on translation. <laughs> Honestly, like, it's not that hard. But, um, yeah, no, that's definitely not sending the right message. Oh, it's sending China. the right message to China. <laughs> Fair. That, that message was not supposed to be seen by the West. They didn't want to know. But now we, they know. And now we know. <laughs> that's like a total backfire. <laughs> oh, man. But um, sort of continuing on, um, it's not only uh, people like uh, Epic Games who are speaking out against Blizzard, but it's also um, bipartisan support. Like Mitch McConnell is actually speaking out against Blizzard, which is weird. Mitch but McConnell. You know, yeah, I yeah. know. I know. It's weird. But um, continuing on with this kind of uh, backlash, um, the employees of Blizzard are also speaking out against um, what Blizzard sort of made a statement about, you know the entire thing but why do you guys feel like um blizzard as a company um is sort of contrasting their employees because this isn't the first time that like companies have sort of gone against their employees kind of like thoughts or feelings about the game industry overall uh i mean i always support employees and unionizing and walkouts uh I was a big supporter of it when it happened against Riot Games, and I support the workers doing it now, especially because on that work statue that they uh, protested around, it had, like, Blizzard ideals, which uh, I don't remember the exact ideals, but they were 100% being completely disregarded in the case of Blitzchung and him getting banned and the casters getting their jobs deleted despite having no influence over what was going on uh and i don't know if you had i don't think you had this here but uh there is another little funny thing that blizzard did during the collegiate hearthstone tournament uh one of the teams uh they had like face cam for the different teams uh that were playing and one of the yeah. teams pulled you may have seen this it was like american university they pulled they hold they held up a sign that said free hong kong boycott blizzard and blizzard oh. cut the feed that soon they cut the feed like within a few seconds of american university holding up the sign they went to a full screenshot of the other team's face cam and then cut to the casters oh my god wait this was during like a competition a a collegiate uh yeah collegiate competition for hearthstone in the united states yes wow this was not even in china this was in the united states so it's not only just in, in china itself it's it's wherever, as long as they please China in the end, I guess. Uh, I want to bring up a different point, not like video game e, but yeah, um, in yeah. going back to the NBA, 
um, I think there was a couple that went to the, uh, it was like a pregame or something, and they held up a free Hong Kong, like a free Hong Kong sign, and or some something along the lines of that. And uh, they actually got escorted out of the stadium Oof. and out of the game. So, and obviously the game was in the United States. Yeah. But, like, it was honestly, ins- it's so insane to see that, like, America, a country of free speech and whatever, is, like, censoring just because the fear of China yeah. and retribution. They're censoring their own citizens in fear of China. Yeah. Because they want to make more money. I don't think it's the nation itself. It's the companies and their, like, a freedom of, hey, you're, like, you're in our stadiums. We have, you know, certain security rights, and that means we could do whatever. Like, you know how many stupid signs they show in WWE matches? You know how many yeah. dumb people hold up signs that say Final Fantasy VIII is the best game? Yeah, like, <laughs> like I mean, even, let them have their sign. Like, the, like uh, the couple at the NBA game were like yelling "Free Hong Kong." Mm. How do you escort someone out of a f- basketball game for yelling? That's what mm. people do. Yeah, like I. Yeah, you can say that, like, companies are doing this to, like, protect and whatnot because it's, like, under their stadium it, and under it, their... It, I think that's their, like, their excuse, basically. Their, it's It can be an excuse, but it's a excuse. Mm-hmm. So... But do you feel like companies have a right to basically escort their um, players out? They do. And that's the bad part. They 100% have the right to, because they are private companies, they have the right to censor whatever speech they don't want to see. They just, by doing that, they're going against certain ideals that they may have subscribed to. And this isn't necessarily harmful speech, because there's a difference between, uh, for example, demonetization of YouTube videos made by neo-Nazis uh, yeah. And the, the removal and banning of neo-Nazi channels who are spreading hate and pseudoscience and very much propaganda that's going to hurt people. And what a sign that just says free Hong Kong. There's a difference between those two times of speech. And that's where you need to like these companies need to find and draw a line. They need to. They need to know when it's good or a bad time to censor it. And that just sort of depends on public optics. If they make more money by censoring the f- speech, they're going to always censor the speech. If they make le- if the backlash is too significant, they're going to not censor the speech. Mm. Blizzard just decided that the money was worth more than free speech. And so the same with the NBA. Yeah. That's how I see it, at least. I talked for a while there, so I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. Um, so sort of continuing on, um, there's a recent Polygon article by Nicole Carpenter um, in which uh, she wrote that people are actually protesting against China in more ways than just holding up signs. Um, people have been making artwork of May, who is an Overwatch character, you know, which is created by Blizzard as a mascot for the protests themselves. Some of this mask or like some of the artwork is like May um, having like a gas mask on, you know, to prevent the tear gas. Um, some of them are like holding up signs of um, Hong Kong or just you know 
supporting the Hong Kong um, sort of flag. Basically, anything that will just sort of trigger um, China to like retaliate against uh, Blizzard in any way. Um, so, what are your, your guys' thoughts on making or people making artwork of May? Do you feel like it's the right way of going about things? Do you feel like it's sort of just pointless? I, I think it's a smart idea, and I, I don't know if you're about to say something right there, but I think it's a smart idea because it forces Blizzard, it's force it forces Blizzard's hand. Say, for example, this is an Overwatch character that is a significant part of the game, the lore. Uh, I'd say it would have been more effective uh, if it was Tracer because they would have to change every single little bit of their promotional art because Tracer is in all of it. Uh, May less so, but May makes sense because she's Chinese. Uh, yeah. or Hong Kong, I don't, I don't actually know for fully. I don't remember. Uh, uh, no, she's China. She's Chinese. Yeah, May is Chinese. Uh, it by making uh, May an icon of the Hong Kong uh, protesters, it forces if China has seen enough of this and they're like, okay, May is banned, then Blizzard, they have to make a decision. They have spent a whole lot of time balancing this game. Believe it or not, right? Uh, they spent a whole lot of time balancing Overwatch and doing marketing and cre- creating these characters and this brand. And they have to delete a character in a single version of the game in China. And that will also affect how the game works because there's a lot of people who play as May. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And especially after the rule changes that uh, they're making for competitive play, I imagine there will be more team comps that are have more variety of characters. I don't know if May is played in the meta currently. I know she's probably not because Goats is the worst, and if you watch competitive Overwatch, I don't know how you do it. I admire you, but... Yeah. Uh, it. I mean, some of God plays are probably... Yeah. Like, what Blizzard is either going to have to do is they're going to have to replace her character with a, you know, carbon copy that is like, haha, I support China. Nothing happened in Tiananmen Square. <laughs> uh... <laughs> or they just delete the character and there's a noticeable absence of her in a single version a single release of a game Mm. um sorry going off this idea of um me as a character do you guys um i lost my question but that's okay um do you guys feel like um may like people have a right to make artwork for may um like, as the character, do you feel like it's the creator's right for them to, like, take it and use May as a political kind of figure? I think so. Because, I mean, like, t- censorship in China is so vast. Like, you can't hold up signs. You can't, like, actively protest. So what else are people going to do? Draw and do, like, more passive forms of protesting. Like, redrawing May as, like, a Hong Kong protester. So I think in, like, I think it counts in the small ways. Because, like, small, like, that's all people can do right now. Especially people who are living in China and who oppose all of this. That's all they can do. So I feel like it's the small acts that make a large difference. I definitely think redrawing May is making a big difference. Yeah, it's unfortunate that uh, May's voice actress supports the Chinese government. Well, she's oh. she's kind of forced. Yeah, to, I mean, though. I mean, she doesn't have a choice, right? Even she she if she publicly wants to support, yeah, she has to. Don't want to again. Don't want to lose those social credits, now, do you? Right. 
don't want your organs harvested now, do you? <laughs> <laughs> like, you see, you actually see um, a lot of uh, K-pop and a lot of Chinese idols supporting um, China. Like, I mm-hmm. think there was, um, uh, they just, like, they just post, like, pro-China posts, and they've been getting a lot of backlash because of that. But it's also, like, well, if they're, like, screw you, China, then they're going to lose their social points. Like, yeah. or if they're like foreign, like say I don't I don't know if it was BTS, but you know what if BTS was like, yeah, free Hong Kong, China is bad. Take this, show this fan cam to Xi Jinping on his Weibo account. Uh, do they, Do you think they have fan cams on Weibo? I don't know. Uh, they, oh yeah, they definitely. Oh, do. probably because well. K-pop is such a big thing hmm. in China. Like they definitely they do. definitely have fan cams. But there's like Korean like K-pop idols. That have been like, no China, like and stuff like that, yeah. just on their on their Instagram accounts, just because K-pop is such a big market in China. So yeah. like, uh, essentially, if any of these people spoke out, they they would just not be able to sell in China, and right. that's a huge market you're missing out on. Yeah, that's something you got to think about when you're making games so, or making art at all. So going off this idea of um, the people and them sort of using the artwork to try to get. Um, Blizzard essentially banned from China. Uh, do you feel like Blizzard deserves to be banned from China? Do you feel like, um, let's say they were successful in getting Overwatch banned in in China, do you feel like Blizzard deserves it? Do you feel like um, it seems unjust because the people of China des- deserve to play Overwatch? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I think, uh, well, for personally, I don't think that even if uh, May becomes a banned symbol, again, they'll just delete the character. That'll be what Blizzard has to do. You know, Blizzard, they clearly care about money more than they care about an actual human being. So they, the fictional character, whatever, toss her out. Uh, any of the Overwatch lore, you know, all the characters that are like, ah, oh, this is di- these characters are diverse. Ah, yes, we have the lesbians and the gay people and the bisexual people. None of that's even in China. Uh, none of those comics are released. That's why all of the lore is in the comics and the you know the movies and stuff, because they can just conveniently not show that to China, right? Yeah. <sighs> Man, so I would love to see Blizzard get banned. I think that they deserve it. I think that would, it would be some massive karma. And <laughs> I I am all for that kind of petty justice. I don't think it'll happen, but I would love to see it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, I would love to see Blizzard get banned because that would be some serious karma. Oof. Uh, but, I mean, like, in the name of business, they're probably not, honestly. And, like, the amount of damage control blizzard is doing the pr stuff they, they they've said nothing from what i bobby kotick ceo of activision has said nothing we but, have not heard from blizzard since all of this started happening actions speak louder than words yeah well sort of wrapping up i have one last question for you guys uh what do you think blizzard should do in its current situation like you said they haven't really said anything since they banned the player. Do anything. 
literally anything. Bobby Kotick, I don't care if you come out tomorrow and say, yeah, sorry, guys, human rights, that was last decade. We're in the future now, baby. <laughs> Organ harvesting is the key. Oh you know, God. Bobby Kotick can come out and say that. I'd have a lot more respect for, for Blizzard right now. The fact that they're so cowardly to not even stand with their own decision speaks a lot more to me than... You know, them either being like, yeah, this is great. We love China. Xi Jinping does not look like Winnie the Pooh. That was all fake. Uh, <laughs> you know, or if Blizzard comes out, it's like, yeah, what we did was a bad call on our part. We're sorry. We've reimbursed this player. He's reinstated. Free Hong Kong. Whatever Blizzard decides to do, they need to do something. Otherwise, people are just going to get angrier and co their competitors are able to get a an edge over Blizzard. Like Tim Sweeney with Epic. He's able to say publicly, I support my players being able to say what they want to say. I support their right to free speech. By just saying that, Tim Sweeney gives a lot of good public... He gets Epic in the public, the good graces of the public. Just by doing that. Very simple. Gods Unchained. I didn't know what that game was until they did their PR move, giving Blitzchung all of the surprise money and then inviting him to their tournament. And that's fine. It looks like a fun game. I'm not a big TCG person, so I'm not for me. But yeah, anything, Blizzard. Talk to me. Answer my calls. <laughs> that was a long rant. <laughs> I mean, like literally everything I was about to say was just summarized. So, but I mean, do something. Okay. Like what they've done already. Like I said, actions speak louder than words. So say some words. Like <laughs> say something. <laughs> I just the silence is really not helping and the fact that they've banned the player and done all of the stuff is just and they're not saying anything too so just I don't know like say something man and it's and to go off on a little side tangent because it's something I did want to bring up uh the Blizzard's decision has had an impact not just on their own esports broadcasting but on other esports broadcasting cuz by pure coincidence Hong Kong Attitude a League of Legends team made it through the world's play-in stage and is going to be on the world like the official world's knockout stage uh and during it was really interesting during their their uh, match it was a 3-1 victory for Hong Kong Attitude against Isurus Gaming and there was no post-game interview. Uh, the casters constantly referred to Hong Kong Attitude as HKA, which was uncharacteristic, uh, considering they will refer to a team as, like, uh, Isurus Gaming as ISG, but they'll call them Isurus or ISG, whatever is more convenient for what they're saying. But the casters would correct themselves anytime they started saying Hong Kong Attitude. They would be like, Hong uh, HKA and people mm. caught on to this. They're like, uh, Riot, what's up with that? Riot? <laughs> Riot? Because Riot is 100% owned by Tencent. 100%. Riot is a Chinese company for all intents and purposes. Yikes. Uh, and it was really concerning. And people on Reddit were like, yo, Riot, what's going on? And the the post-game, the post-match thread didn't exist. A community member had to make it. That whole thread was astroturfed to hell and back. The thread got deleted, then reinstated, but locked. The whole meta discussion subreddit of the actions of the mods was privatized. And I'm spitting on you. I'm sorry. But there were so many suspicious things going on with Riot following Blizzard's decision here. 
And in an official statement, Riot was like, it was a miscommunication on our part. The casters <laughs> are allowed to say Hong Kong attitude, but we didn't make it clear to them. So it's mm-hmm. clear now that the casters were protecting their jobs because they didn't know if it yeah. was okay or not. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Well, this about wraps up um, How It's Played. I've been your host, Eli Silkland. Joining me along today was... Tara Kenny. And Shwetos and the Rajan. Awesome. So make sure to check us out at ByteBSU.com, along with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, all the social media places. This has been How It's Played, and we'll see you next time.